Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Elysium Project. I am Hercules Invictus, and I will be launching our first segment for tonight called Age of Heroes. And I am honored uh, that my guest is Astrid, uh, who is the host of the Sussex Report and the Four Elements, both of which will be experimenting a little later on uh, tonight. Uh, But for right now, we're here to talk about the return of mythic Atlantis and the reactivation of the Atlantean project. Greetings and welcome Astrid. Greetings Hercules. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Same thing having you here with me and I'm very excited uh, about this new phase in our journey. Uh, With the four elements you've kind of uh, revitalized and energized uh, all these previous uh, things that, uh, although they started and they continue, uh, they haven't really gotten off the ground to the extent that I would have liked them to. And uh, the Atlantis Project and Mythic Atlantis are among those uh, things. And with uh, the four elements uh, and our mission there and the elements of water being so predominant in the past uh, few podcasts about it, uh, I would love to move forward with that and go full steam ahead. Most definitely. And uh, I'm glad to see that we're tying this into the Atlantis Project. Hercules, it is amazing how many different aspects of your shows are interrelated and and if we get things together like um weave mm-hmm. like a tapestry we can have a database of all these specific sites to go to in terms of an interest or an element and in this point we're talking about water that would be yeah. advantageous for people they could just zip down see the one that they're interested in uh go to that particular site and and address that one interest or gather information that will be beneficial to them. And that that's the idea all along, to have a place where people can go, where they can communicate with other people who are, are as passionate about uh, that particular cause as they are, and where they can access uh, reliable uh, information. So uh, 
that begins officially right now. <laughs> so Wonderful, um, wonderful. And uh, most of us know, and I'm sure our listeners know, that um, the EPA started in September with, with talking about the rollback of the Clean Water Act, which affects so many aspects of the element of water. Once that these uh, regulations are um, curtailed, then you're looking at major industry polluting our water, putting in more chemicals, and not just that. You know, they're, they're talking about lessening or doing away with fines. So what is there to stop these people from poisoning the water, poisoning our environment, all for all in greed, and it always comes down to that. It comes back to greed. You know, money, short-range goal, let's make money, and let's have less to deal with, whether it be the earth, the water, the air, and uh, pollute more, because unless we have to deal with financially, we can have higher profits. And the long-range goal about the environment and other people, oh, well, that's in the future, not to worry now, because while I'm the CEO or if I'm on the board of directors, I'm worried about staying there. And that's, that's what we're looking at. That's the sad thing that, uh, you know, we don't look forward to the lives of our children and our grandchildren and everybody's children and grandchildren and doing all we can to ensure that they have a wonderful world uh, to live in. And again, like we always say, you know, if you're in public service, that is drastically different than the private sector. Uh, private sector, you're there to make money. You're there for your shareholders and having a profitable business. Uh, in the public sector, you're being voted into position so that you are the caretaker of all. All right, on the local level, you're looking for your own area and the specific areas, whether you be in the northeast, the midwest, down south. There are particular issues related to those areas, and, and they're going to fight for their constituency. But overall, whether you're looking at it as being the president, a senator, uh, being in a top cabinet position, you're there not only for the whole national interest, but we're looking at the global climate as well. You know, what's yeah. done here, which is such a huge country, we forget that the size of, of the United States in relation to the size of other continents and other countries, our states are similar to other countries, you know, yeah. bordering on one another. That That's a point that's very well taken. Uh, I, I used to love pointing out that... Uh, um, you know, basically, uh, Greece was the size of New York State in terms of, uh, and it had a lot less population <laughs> during the Age of Heroes. So we're talking really small area comparatively. Right, and and um, again, you know, economic factor, economic factors, you know, determine a lot of things. But there also it comes down to ethics, and I find that countries like Greece and a few, England's another one, that they're very, very pro-environment. They watch what they put into their, their um, food. Uh, matter of fact, many food products here are banned from going there. I know in Greece things are basically, they opted, bef you know, before they had the whole big issue with the EU and, and having to go in and, and 
patch up their economics and da 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 da, which is a problem when you when you are a smaller country used to doing things a certain way, and now you're part of a big conglomerate. It is no different than a major corporation running things. And it's very hard because the controlling countries in the EU are large, very economically sound, and their lifestyle, everything about it is different, even the climate, different than countries like Greece that are smaller and that are used to running things their way, that believe right. in small business rather than huge enterprise. So it's, it's drastic, you know, when, when people start uh, imposing their will in terms of economics, and I'm sure countries like Greece have seen this now and realize that, you know, being in a large conglomerate like that and a huge union, that you give up certain freedoms and people have a very hard time understanding what you're about. Right. That That's very, very uh, true. And uh, so, the whole point you've been making about the uh, public versus the private we're seeing very clearly now in the news what happens when people with a mentality of, uh, you know, private uh, industry are making uh, um, public sector type decisions and how disastrous that could be. Right. And, you know, very simply, I know there are people who are very confused with what's going on. And it's basically started today in terms of, uh, you know, being out there in the public. And uh, you you hear two sides of the story. You hear... Well, this is how a businessman works. Hello. You have left the business sector behind. You are now in the public sector. And there's a code of conduct and a code of ethic, and there is a constitution to which you must abide. So you have some saying, well, you know, he's looking out for this or that, and that's how he's – you have to excuse this because this is how he thinks, a business person. That should have been left behind when you decide to go – to run for public sector, a public job, you were there to service the public, not your own interests. And have we seen where there's constantly the pro quid quo, and it's not just on the national level. Most people don't realize that if you're in a union, there are a lot of issues related to pro quid quo, and we we're constantly. Yes, we were constantly brought up to us. You know, you as a representative of the union cannot do this, you cannot do that, you cannot mention elections. You cannot bring that aspect into the public sector job. And having to, trying to influence, uh, you know, it's basically extortion when you're saying things which, which people have a hard time understanding. You know, bring it down to your own level. If you were to say to someone that, um, well, if you do this, well, then maybe I can uh, cut the tree down that's hanging over your property. All right, but uh, only if you do that. And that's basically, it's strong-arming someone. It is a form of extortion. You know, you're not allowed as a public, uh, private, uh, public servant to take certain things as gifts. You know, matter of fact, I know gifts are given, but you, it, is ref, it is frowned upon. You're told you are not supposed to take any because it is no different than lobbyists right. going forth. And as we said uh, during the, our Optimum Wellness, two lobbyists for every congressman in the pharma industry. Well, how is that fair? 
And how is that not a form of extortion? When that kind of money is being given, there are expectations. Bill joined us, by the way. Welcome, Bill. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Hi, Bill. Hi. I just was listening. (laughs) Uh, It sounds very interesting. Uh, And the other aspect, Bill, I'm sure, you know, most people don't realize is that extends that public sector, private sector thing. If you have a charitable organization, uh, it is required that that money go to the charity. Uh, well, our man in the White House there was just fined how much? Maybe $2 million, I think, for the fact that uh, money that was in a private organization, I mean a private uh, cha- a charity, a public charity, uh, I think $20 million was a huge number was being used for campaign purposes. That is not allowable. You are not allowed to get money and switch it from, from what is charitable and be supposed You're to be used for charity, yes, and then doing, uh, you know, then moving it towards your own personal funds. It's basically a fallacy. You're setting up a phony GoFundMe page, and you're using it, and that's what most people can understand. We'll have to bring it down to terminology where some people can understand it better, but if you're doing your GoFundMe page and you're using the money for yourself, there's something I, wrong with this picture. <laughs> there is. I, I mean, I was on a large nonprofit that uh, went into Sussex County uh, and hit all the uh, counties, you know, going down, uh, all the counties that are on the uh, western part of the state, Warren County and below that, Hunterton, and uh, it was Norwest Cap, which was a, uh, a community action program. We ran Head Start, Meals on Wheels, all kind of economic incentives. Right. Politics always played a role. Uh, I mean, uh, I I wound up leaving the board because of uh, Sussex County politics. I had been on there uh, for seven years. Uh, I contributed to uh, Head Start. Uh, I I was a board member. But you you do see it in its ugly head. I would go down to Washington with a – I would go down with 300 – matter of fact, I'm in Facebook. If you look it up today, uh, Bruce – Bruce Davison, a religious figure. I think he's in the uh, uh, Episcopal or Lutheran Church. He organized meetings for us to go to Trenton and Washington to, you know, to talk to the, uh, you know, uh, representatives there. Um, and politics is a big issue. Some were very interested. I mean, we voted out some Republicans that really cared in New Jersey about. Uh, uh, I'm talking about Freeling Highs and and uh, somebody else. I hope Mickey, Mickey uh, uh, you know, the replacements are just as effective, Malinowski. It's, right. It's tough. It's, well, I, I, it, definitely, and, and, you know, politics do play a part in it. But, but again, and this does bring this round full circle, this does affect our four elements. It does affect our water because we're talking about the rollback of the EPA, Clean Water Act, which affects not just the water, because once the water has been contaminated, it affects crops, it affects your own health, as we have mentioned, and I do have that information I'll bring back again here, in terms of safe drinking water and um, horror stories, I mean, absolute horror stories, as we talked about the toxic uh, algae that affected our lakes. And, Bill, I sent something to you and Hercules related to problems with the algae again popping up in Florida again. 
Yeah, that almost, by the way, I, and I know I told you this, but that almost killed me. I mean, I went last last year, and uh, you could smell it, but I went on the beach, and I thought that was the worst part. Then you started to right. fish by the period, and I went back this summer, and I don't know if I told you or Hercules. I think I told Hercules. I was sick in bed for 20 days. I had my yes. daughter and her baby, and they were going to the beach, and nothing happened. I, I don't know whether I did damage the first time I went down with that. Uh, there were more fish. And I, you told me yesterday, and I, by the way, I was going to go back to Florida. <laughs> you told me again. And, you know, down the street from me is a warm mineral springs. And, you know, I know, uh, and both of you know this, the uh, the heated water uh, brings the algae. So of course. It's, effect, it's affecting this little uh it's basically a, it was originally a German place to for people to walk around on water, but okay. that might be have an algae. Let, I live in a small lake, and I, by accident I stopped at a meeting where they were talking about algae in our lake. So you hit it right on the head. Well, that's really interesting because I saved an article. It was an environmental article in the, on, in the Star Ledger opinion page by Jeffrey Gall. He was a guest columnist, and he happens to be the president of Princeton Hydro, a water resources engineering and natural resources management business. And he brought up a lot of interesting things because he's looking at it from an environmental viewpoint, but he's also looking at it in terms of solutions, which we have not heard. You know, with no. that whole situation in, in Lake Apecon, what we heard is, yes, it's horrible. Oh, yeah, well, we can't use this beach, that beach. And then that Paul Mulshine in the Star Ledger going on and on about how one particular senator from that county and the business people were complaining, saying, oh, what? it's not so bad, it's not so bad. Why would you dare to even inflict this on anyone when it involves lawsuits afterwards? I mean, I think they're just totally missing the boat. The illness involved, unbelievable. But I'd like to read you a little bit, a few columns, from, parts of this column, because it's excellent. And I know you will appreciate this, Bill. But it talks about the uh, HABs, the you know, acronym for harmful algae blooms causing the beach closers, but it's saying, okay, now it's no longer a sickly green, but we have to keep in mind the harm done to the economics of lakeside communities, and much is needed to, be, to prevent this recurrence again. And we have to start now, not in the spring, before the summer. And he does a little uh, a primer there. He talks about the common trigger being phosphorus, a nutrient essential for the growth of algae, in a balanced aquatic ecosystem, algae are always moderately present. However, heavy rains followed by periods of sunny, hot weather, which we can blame on climate change, create the conditions for algae outbreaks, especially when storm water, soil erosion, sewage spills carry phosphorus-laden water over built surfaces like parking lot sidewalks where the water can't be absorbed. And that's what causes and leads up to the algae. And as you know, the algae are responsible for the water quality problems as they produce cyanotoxins. Now, he talks about the rashes, the flu symptoms, the respiratory problems, stomach ailments, and dogs that died from playing in it. It also wow. has 
Yeah, and then economically, you know, there are bans on using it, uh, the recreational waters, and threats to health, which involves lawsuits. Property value near an infested lake can drop by uh, up to 85000 Waterside communities lose t- tourism. And then it says here he has things that residents, businesses, and local governments together must do. One is improve aging infrastructure. That is the sewage, sewage drains, pipes and treatment systems that leak and overflow with age, which we know there are many septic systems that are not oh. upgraded or even tested. Matter of fact, I, I, I'm certain we mentioned this, Bill, um, way back when it was occurring, that Lake Apacon has a lot of aging uh, systems because you're using wells, you're using your own uh, septic tanks, and and uh, one of the um, uh, women or, or the senators back then listened to some of the people whining about having to be tested because there are lakes like Lake Mohawk that happen to affect that that the septic systems. Each owner must have it tested with I think three years. At one time it was five. It's either three to five, but I'm pretty certain um, someone I know said it was changed, but that people didn't want it done, and, and it, it, the laws were loosened. Here we go again. And there goes, because one or two people don't want to maintain theirs or budget it in, a whole entire system can go. So that, that really just blew me away. And, of course, investing in green stormwater infrastructure. This is interesting because it's green. Sustainable and resilient designs such as rain gardens, constructed wet, uh, wetlands, floodplain reconnection, stream restoration, permeable pavement, green roofs, and all of the natural process to collect and filter out pollutants. How about that? I want to ask you because on that I, this is a long time, so I don't have memory. Mm. But I remember uh, I was at the Fordham University in the Bronx, and uh, it was a graduate assistant, uh, and he was telling me about. I, I uh, actually I need a septic uh, in the spring. I've got to put one in there, about forty thousand. Uh, it's a lot, and then if you have trees, they've got to, if the roots are going into the system, they oh, have God. to be cut down. You know, my but, <laughs> You know, but you know as well as I do, there are pluses and minuses to everything, whether it be a well or a septic system. I have people saying, oh, you're so lucky you don't have to pay into, uh, you know, the, the sewage or the pipes or whatever. Or, oh, you don't have to pay a water bill. No, but you know what it costs to maintain a well <laughs> and when the well runs dry or if you have to have another well drilled. It's very involved, particularly in areas of Sussex County that are very hilly and rocky. I, I had a house on the other side of the of the lake that I'm in, Lake Stockholm. Okay. And, uh, my well uh, went, my septic went. Uh, so I had to both of them. Uh, the house, uh, the house burnt down after after I did all that. The house burnt Unbelievable. down. Unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's very it was not a good very, year for you that year. That was really a tough, tough year. Uh, it, it, it is a pain, but I, I'm hoping that uh, that something better comes along. That's what I'm saying. If you can research that system, I can't remember the name. Oh, of it. I'm going to send. Tell me, 
I'm going to send this out to you because it gives you, he gives suggestion. One being, let your local government representatives know of a valuable resource to understand and implement green infrastructure. It is called the New Jersey Green Infrastructure Municipal Toolkit. So here's something that we can do. And then he gives you another thing here. Implement regional watershed-based planning. For example, watershed implementation, runoff effluent limits, and regional stormwater utilities. And he talks about how Governor Murphy signed into law a bill authorizing municipalities and counties to begin implementing these. I think that's phenomenal that they're going to implement them. These things are already implemented in 40 states, and it's something we need to do. And it says, contact your government representative to express your support for that option. How about that? Can you repeat the... Those two initiatives, so I can look them up and post them? I will. And and then there's another one. I'm going to let you know this one, and then I'm going to go back and, and I'll, um, I'll read okay. it. The other one is, the suggestion he says, is pass the Water Quality Protection and Jobs Creation Act, H.R. 1497, in Congress, because it would provide funding to states to bolster clean water infrastructure, but Fewer, and this is interesting, fewer than 15% of House members have signed on, and only one from New Jersey who is, here you go, Bill, Representative Tom Malinowski from the 7th District. He has pushed for this. That's wonderful. So we need to call Representative and urge him or her to sign on to the Water Quality Protection and Jobs Creation Act. H.R. 1497. Well, I'm going to remember that one. I, I don't understand uh, Congressman Gottheimer or Mickey, you know, Mickey Sherrill. I'm uh, shocked because they both have fought pretty hard. I know Gottheimer's always right out there, you know, for everything. A soil matter. Uh, and, and water is a big problem in our county. Uh, yes, it I is. Mean, and we are, we are really part of the highlands. Uh, Most definitely. So, uh, Hercules, it's the Water Quality Protection. And that one I got. Okay. The one before that was the New Jersey Green Infrastructure Municipal Toolkit. Can I ask you one question, Astrid? Yes. Our grade of uh, our grade on all levels of infrastructure, including sewage and uh, you know uh, uh, roads and everything else, they, uh, they run at between D and F. On a, on a, uh, oh, a I've got way. more to tell you about that. But you see, now we have resources. We have resources. There are definite bills out there. People can always contact the EPA. And, you know, it's not just for one or two of us. We need to domino effect, tell other people with that you know within your communities, bombard them, call them, because I know and you know that they only understand numbers. When we had an issue here with having a power outage, I don't know how long we had, had it, uh, one particular person, Kathy, who uh, has been on this show as a guest speaker for me, contacted Gottheimer and said, why is this? Why is this? 
that we're always last on the list in this lake. We're not Sparta. Is that what it is? And then someone else called. He contacted JCPNL, and they were out the next day. So, and I remember um, a, a particular uh, assemblywoman, I'm not going to name her, but this was while I was a uh, delegate on the county level in Passaic, who said, well, if it means so much, we need volume of emails, letters, calls, because that's what makes people's ears perk up and numbers are what do it. I mean, we know the businesses are, are, are up these politicians behind for every little thing, you know, and telling them what bill they want passed or not passed. We need to do that. That That's where the population slacks off. They wait for someone else to do it. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. We have problems, too, uh, in another direction. The newspapers have mostly all been bought up by one company. It's going to get worse, too, Bill. I was just reading about that and how it's going to be the big, huge corporation is going to be called, what is it, Gannett or Gannett? No, Uh, Gateway now. I know. It's even going to be worse than that, you know, from what I'm reading. Our local paper, the New Jersey Herald. Uh, oh, forget uh, that, yeah. Bergen Record is part <laughs> of that. Uh, Bergen Record used to be a fine community paper. It, I, right. It's gone down. It, basically, if you read the Daily Record in Morristown, you don't need to read the Bergen Record. I don't, I don't understand the logic of that. Uh, well, I, Bill, I feel- you know what I find? That a lot of newspapers and, and even TV news, they get their information from all these great Internet sources that have it right out there as it happens. Because I'm telling people, oh, my gosh, you know, I found this out or I found that out. And what about this or that? You know, Daily Cost is amazing. Uh, ActionNetwork.org is amazing about taking action, informing and taking action, whether it be petitions, whatever. Uh, EWG.org, I've mentioned before, has a 2019 national tap water database where you can go in and just punch in your zip code and they'll tell you what you should have your water tested for, what are some of the particulates in the water. Uh, You can get in touch with uh, EPA under www.epa.gov. DW Lab Cert, which will give you a list of certified lab contacts by zip code for you should you want to get your water tested. So, I mean, you do have different things here that you can do. There's a safe drinking water hotline. I'll send that to you. Uh, The Daily Cost just had something that was amazing about the studies that are related to California drinking water that were put together by a peer-reviewed journal, Environmental Health, and it was not good. Big bump up in cancer due to water contaminants in California. Wow. And probably, uh, probably even in other states. Right, but you know, California spends so much money in terms of testing, and they are more uh, environmentally conscious. But look at Flint. There was a whole big article in the Star, not the Star Ledger, but the uh, New York Times. Um, it was last week about Flint's legacy of poisoned water. I mean, that occurred when 2018 in August, and they're talking yes. about all the detrimental effects. Of course. You know, there's some issues in that area, but that's why they've been slow to make the repairs because it's 
not the kind of people they really care about, I hate to say it, just like the uh, hurricane down in New Orleans, Katrina. I mean, these poor people. I mean, it was, you know, Bush was flying over in a helicopter and it was, oh, well, they're not my voters. So, uh, and that's sad. But uh, they've done studies and and teachers have seen massive issues in terms of learning. Can I ask you one thing? Sure. These are excellent, and I know Hercules probably, I know he feels the same way. Why don't we do these on the road? Can Hercules, can you... uh, I mean, we can use the armory in uh, in Franklin. If we can get a lot uh-huh. of people, the Vernon. I've done events at the Vernon Library. I, I, uh, uh, there are groups out there that that are non political, but they teach you how to be political. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you something right now, Bill. There is, and you know this group, the Sierra Group. They are amazing. Yeah. You can hook up with the the gentleman because you even know him. I remember you telling me about him. Hook up and then say there's a guest speaker. Have him do it because he just did something, too, recently up here, and it was something to do with trivia or whatever. Uh, I think it happened yesterday where there were all these different facts that people should be aware of. I think, you know, hooking up, in other words, not just us, but being a guest speaker in conjunction with some other people, not making it political, not a political party, it would be amazing. There's two. I I can't think of the gentleman from the Sierra Club, but I do know him. I I got endorsed by the Sierra Club, and I got endorsed by another one. Uh, I think it would be excellent to bring, uh, you know, to do that. I'll, I'll try to reach out. I don't know, Hercules, film it or anything? Uh, I'm here. I've been listening, and I've been, I've been posting uh, links, as many as I can catch. <laughs> I missed the It's a busy day. This is something that needs, like, further um, um, integration with these people and talking to them and, and setting the foundation for it. It couldn't happen now. But going back to Detroit, I'm reading a daily cost. I went to their site, and I'm talking. I'm reading about how Flint's water is has less than half the level of the lead contamination that would trigger state and federal action now. But it talked about how ongoing the work, the um, lead contaminated pipe work is, and the newly elected attorney general, Dana Nessel, announced several major changes to the way both the civil and criminal cases will be handled. So they have a new solicitor general going to take the lead on the criminal cases as well as, well as the, the county prosecutor and who also successfully prosecuted the former Detroit mayor who knew all this was going on. They're talking about 79 civil cases against the state on the grounds ranging from personal injury and property damage to violations of the Federal Clean Drinking Water Act. So there you go. You know, they're making that information, they're putting it out there. It's good information. Uh, My wife taught in Newark for 30 years, and Mm. they were told not to drink out of the water fountain. But I don't know if that carried over to the kids. And the recent things... You know, oh. you live in Sussex County. Our lakes, the lake that I live in, Lake Tamara, I don't know if you know all the lakes going up. And even Lake Apaconk somehow might drain into the Newark Reservoir system. Right. But we, the pipe, what we do up there is terrible. I mean, our last governor wanted to 
increase septic systems in the county, especially right. in the highland region, which made no sense. Uh, the lakes around me were all victimized by the this time the DEP and the right. Audubon Society. But it's not a regular affiliate of the Audubon Society. They're cutting down trees. And, uh, you know, right. it's ridiculous. Why don't birds, I ask this all the time, don't birds need trees? <laughs> but I agree well, with you. you saw that with the with um, what happened with the EPA in terms of the uh, with the with the wildlife. They really don't care, you know. They 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 talked about they're talking about cutting down more, and of course they're cutting down going into national parks, taking over more and more of that land, uh, and once you start doing deforestation, they're opening the door for industry, whether it be fuel or mining or whatever they're opening the door for them is what it is and you know what that's what's happening we need on the face of the earth we need 10 billion trees that that's and probably more count you know i'm talking about i read this statistic in some environmental magazine i think the president is way offline opening up all these national parks I think Americans in general, on both sides of the aisle and independents as well, uh, really care about wildlife. You know, uh, oh, sure. And I—I uh, I mean, I haven't—I don't know about you, but I used to see a bear going through my yard all the time. They're gone. I, I don't know why the governor caved in on that and allowed another bear hunt. Uh, well, because they, people, you know, have their homes there, and and and, and uh, after a few people were. Uh, you know, had their garbage um, dismantled or this or that. There are ways of working around it. You don't leave things outside. You have to keep them in, and you bring it out during the day. And and um, it's, it's like anything else. Now it's the deer. You know, all the deer are eating my plants, da, 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 but they forget the animals were there first. And then with all the, the shooting of the deer, where are the deer now? They've gone down the highway. <laughs> they're in Bergen County. They're on the parkway getting killed. Um, you know, this is the way it is. People don't realize that once you chase them away, they're going to find another area where they can exist. On that As note, our first 40 minutes are finished, so we're going to take a brief uh, break, um, and then we'll be back with Astrid. So, Astrid, do you want this to continue on your show? Oh, let's continue because I wanted to talk a little bit about um, – Article I found on, well, first of all, you know about Nestle's. There's a petition out about Nestle's. I sent that to you. I want to talk about that, about how big business is affecting the water there. And then a whole big article about the America's aging dams, which is another aspect, <laughs> infrastructure aspect, dealing with our water, you know, holding and containing the water. Water. So Bill, you and before we go to the music break, Bill, you were going to ask a question about uh, uh, something going on the road. I didn't catch the question. I'm sorry. Well, I, I think that this would be good to do events, uh, you know, around the area, around the various counties here. Uh, okay. I, I used to do this okay. in the library in the armory. We have an armory by us. Uh, I have to pay a fee, but I would gladly pay it. Uh, and we could get well, environmental we'll, we'll, we'll work together on that. I'll help you with it. Um, right, right. That would be great to do like a roundtable discussion, and then you name all the different interested parties, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot more interested people than just one or two yeah. listeners because you start naming a bunch of people together in a roundtable discussion. That would be interesting. 
I was startled to hear. I went to some of the meetings on the uh, on on the uh, uh, the Audubon Society and the DEP, and right. uh-huh. uh, I was surprised that hunters actually stood up and said that you know this is killing our hunting. Uh, you know right. they're cutting down trees and uh, uh, species are disappearing. The idea was to do that. The second thing I want to say is, Astra, you're amazing. You should put all uh, this stuff into a book. I just like to do research. I like research, and I'll research, 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 you know, and cross-reference. Uh, we're going to take the break, right, Hercules? And we'll be back. We're going to take a break, and then we will be back. We're going to listen to Cry Freedom by Bone Poets Orchestra, and then we'll be back in around five minutes. Things the mystery of the old expanding universe 
trust that rain behind your eyes To carve a space for us within the universal mind And if it's up to us to bring some balance back Let it not be said, it's courage that we Greetings and welcome back to the Elysium Project. Now we move on to our second segment, the Sussex Report and the Four Elements, hosted by Astrid. And uh, Bill and I will be the guests on this uh, segment. Greetings and welcome back, everyone. Greetings. And this actually will be a continuum. We will continue. And and as we said, there are certain sites you can go to, certain organizations that are there strictly to focus on a specific thing, and I love actionnetwork.org because they not only give you information, but they set up petitions, and this is interesting because they do action, and uh, they have one out now that says, sign this petition to protect our water from Nestle, and before I go into it, it has okay. on the left side who is who they're petitioning. I love this because all the information is there. They're petitioning the interim chief of the U.S. Forest Service, Vicki Christensen. It is being sponsored by Daily Costs. Now, now you can understand why they ask for donations because they put all this together, get the information, and then they have to put forth all of these petitions. The other sponsors are of this particular petition. Corporate Accountability from Boston, Massachusetts, and another favorite of mine, Food and Water Action, because they're another one that really constantly monitor what's going on. And um, the, the petition, they're collecting names, you know, your email, they need your zip code, and they're, you can always put your own additional comments as well, and they have a whole set type of uh, commentary there. And I'll tell you why they're doing this, because Nestle Waters is the largest water bottling company in the world. For the past 30 years, it has been removing as much as 162 million gallons a year from the San Bernardino National Forest under an expired Forest Service special use permit. In December, the California Water Board ruled that it doesn't have a valid right to this water that it's been bottling from the land. So here they are going, taking public water, 
and selling it, making a profit. They had been told by the state to immediately end its unauthorized use of this water. They have continued their operations unabated with the Forest Service blessings. So they're basically uh, Action Network is, is demanding that the Forest Service fulfill its duty and mission to the people, which is to sustain the health, diversity, and productivity of the nation's forests to meet the needs of present and future generations. And they said they're failing the mission if they do not stop their unlawful water grab. And they're they're telling her that water belongs in the forest, not in Nestle's uh, arrowhead water bottles, and they have no right to this resource, and it's up to the Forest Service's job to respect California law. Interesting, huh? Yeah, very deadly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, these corporations, little by little, you know, they're looking to take, you know, grab more and more of what taxpayers put out there, money to maintain, you know, forests, national parks, and yet they're looking to make a profit on it. And, Bill, you know, I'm sure you remember this up in Pensy, not that far from here, but I remember that, I don't know if it was a year or two years ago, uh, there was a whole big petition to stop fracking because they were considering fracking in a certain area of Pensy. Very close to us. I mean, right. uh, we had have the, the farms, you know, where the uh, where fire was coming out of their faucet. And it's not even made up. And wow. And in Ohio, we it's the same thing. It's, it's way out of, out, of, out of line. That was... Uh, and I, I, I haven't got proof, uh, Astrid or, and Hercules, but I was told that some of the fracking waste was used on our highways in Sussex County. I heard that too. Wow. So, I mean, and right next to Newark's watershed, which makes no sense. And the, the thing we alluded to earlier about the uh, septic systems uh, is another problem. Aqua oh, America, sure. Aqua America wanted to uh, uh, bottle water. Uh, out of um, uh, Sussex has a deep water uh, lake uh, that's just around somewhere in High Point. Uh, they have a cave. The residents could go there. But okay. a, couple of crooks, a couple of crooks wanted to sell that lake uh, and the, uh, the sewage problems uh, to that water company because they were getting – I can't say this. I, I, I'll just hint at it. Um, their water bills got real low. Uh, you know, they they paid uh, their taxes got real low. Uh, sure. It was just one one Republican lady who's still on the uh, council. She fought it, and we got a referendum. And uh, I think this this water company, by the way, uh, was one of the companies in Detroit involved in uh, in in the Detroit water problems, which happened before Flint, um, and uh, they got thrown out of the state of Florida. You know, everything goes in Florida, so I'm really amazed. But they were ready to hit our, our county, and they bought up a water company and a small lake. Uh, uh, Ashley, you may pay, if you go up Route 23, you may pass it. It's Summit Lake. And their intention long term, I believe, is to buy all the lakes. Oh, wow. Uh, and that would be the, you know what the goal there is? It's the Newark Reservoir System. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, the things that you uh, alluded to in the last segment and here now, these are real problems. Uh, you know, the lake yeah. starts hard, water 
our infrastructure. Right. I hope that we come up with measures. You know, we have High Point State Park there. We should be able to put some kind of wind systems up there. Uh, We were supposed to put them in the ocean a long time ago. Um, What happens if we develop something, somebody else, usually a foreign company, there was some crazy zany system in the ocean for ocean waves out in California. Uh, uh, electronics, Japanese electronics company bought it. I'm sure they, they, they made the guy vice president and probably got rid of him. We need wave. We could take advantage of that. There's so many things. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, there is a really good site. It's called EcoWatch. I'm on it now. And they're going into the whole issue of fracking in um, um all the things going on with the EPA with that and the drinking and Pensy. And, and, of course, they conclude that fracking has no widespread impact on drinking water. But what happened is, you know, they claim, and, of course, the gas industry claims fracking is safe and doesn't harm drinking water, but it doesn't match what actual conclusive studies with landowners report from fracking fields. And it talks about fracking well pads or six acres plus industrial zones that concentrate many gas wells in one location. It says here um, in Pennsylvania, the reason for the discrepancy with the record keeping they have is it's mismanaged or they're altered records by the DEP. Based on 2,309 previously unreported fracking complaints unearthed by the nonprofit profit public herald the public can now peek into 1275 fracking water complaints and uh, it talks about uh, the prevalence of water contamination is higher than previously reported that um uh, what does it say here it says here that um water degradation in pensy is when a private water well located within 2,500 feet of a fracking well has been impacted within six months of drilling. It falls into two camps. Either you have reduced water volume or you have the presence of constituents found in higher levels. So that, you know, we're talking about fracking-related chemicals or as what you were saying, methane gas, which you cannot smell and you can't detect. And therefore, this is what you were saying about the fire and different things like that. And the methane gas is odorless. It is highly flammable. Wow. So when you were saying about people turning on the water and, and flames, yeah, I mean, it's frightening. Frightening. We have and, a farm in Ohio, and that happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, and uh, uh, it's one of, there's not many farms left in that section, but they're right. over there too. And it's, it's, it's definitely, everything that you cited uh, is it, true. I don't know why people aren't, can you tell me why people aren't getting upset more and, 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 and I'll tell you why it comes down to money. Now, they were asked if the public's health was being threatened from fracking water contamination. Pennsylvania's Auditor generally, General publicly commented, we can't say one way or the other because the DEP's record keeping is so pathetic. <laughs> so, I mean, you know as well as I do. I mean, with Wall Street when they had cooked books, you know, two sets of books back when which is why they were the Securities and Exchange Commission were, were regulated more, you know, and the banking industry because, you know, they keep your records, different sets of records, and alter one set. Um, it's frightening. 
It's absolutely frightening. But I think, Bill, when you, when you, you, you hit the nail on the head, people's, people's taxes went down. Short-range goals. Yeah. Lower so taxes. Was, you're right. They literally, in a sense, they're buying the people off. And in the end, they're going yes. to be the real losers. Well, how could you sell your home? Because now, if, you know, there were the stricter laws in New Jersey now, you know, we're not talking Pennsylvania, but we're talking New Jersey, where I know the realty uh, uh, board went berserk. They were up in arms because they said any house closing in New Jersey, if there is a well, it must be tested. It must be. And they have specific you know, levels of whatever, you know, I mean, why would you buy a home and not know if the well is contaminated or if the well is going to seize and you have to put a new one in? Uh, It's the same with the septic system. You have to have the septic system checked. Well, why would you not do the same for a well, particularly since water is such an important element to everything within your life? Yes, we're mostly water ourselves. That is... uh... Amazing. Wow. And now they're talking about fracking, not just the water. You know, the um, they have um, Yale Climate Connections did a whole study, you know, five key issues. And, and um, they were saying, well, you know, you can't talk about the deniers. But they said, listen, it's uh, there are so many issues because there's evidence, research-based evidence from places such as Utah and Colorado that um, there are other problems related it to related to it you know that natural gas is not purely clean and renewable so it's only relative but then they, they brought up other things like greenhouse gas leaks methane and fugitive emissions and uh, all these other issues that um you know you have to worry about other issues besides the well and contaminants and then they were talking about um you know of course the human health but also infrastructure and the issues with the fact that um, you don't know what's happening under the ground after that. I mean, are you having more more earthquakes? Are there se- seismic worries now that you have to worry about drilling thousands of feet under the ground, particularly you ha- when you have faults here and there? Will they affect faults? So these are things to think about. Because they said that there's research on the seismologists in Texas and Oklahoma in 2011. They said there were risky and unknown changes over the time. And we as a state are not free of earth. I mean, we have uh, low-level earthquakes. Yes, we do. They exist. I mean, we've we've felt them up in uh, Sussex County there. Uh, the Butler area, Route 23, sure. uh, that they built there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think houses. Uh, you know, uh, Columbia University has a uh, seismic station on off the Hudson River, and uh, they report uh, earthquakes every, you know, mile ones. Right. You're right. How big has has a role? And that uh, Delaware River supplies two cities. I believe it supplies New York and Philadelphia. I, you know, there's a diversion of water. I, I mean, I, I, I believe hmm. so. But I want to now the faults in New Jersey. I mean, there are there are faults in New Jersey. Uh, supposedly, I think the uh, the best known one is the Ramapo fault. Yes. Yeah, I, and I forgot about that. You yeah, know, that um, separates what the Piedmont and the Highlands uh, provinces. 
So I know that at one time, way back, oh, I'm talking about the 1800s, it was known to have caused a damaging, uh, damaged quake in the city. But it's an old fault line. Well, they're building everywhere. And, right. You know, they, and, and you're right, they go really deep and really high. You know, I want to get one point to you. The, there is some damage from, uh, in a couple of ways to plant life and animal life. That, mm-hmm. you know, from the water out of there. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that may be, I, I mean, people, you know, that's all near parks that we go to, High Point State Park. Sure. Uh, they don't practice. But, I mean, the river is, is reasonably close. People swim in the river. Um, but uh, it, it's in the, the Pensy side and upwards. And uh, I, it's something that we really have to worry about. I, we, we not only the, the river itself and water and fracking, but we have nuclear power plants on some rivers. We have one that's oh, yeah. uh, miles away from our border, and it was, remember that great storm in New York where yeah. everybody said it'll never reach that plant? It did reach that plant. Uh, sure, I can't sure. remember where, how far up it is. So um, climate change is the is a major issue. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I see we're part, you know, everybody, China, the U.S., <laughs> Russia, they should all be in this. The president's making a great mistake in every way in, in climate change. Most it's, definitely. It's and to be the only industrialized nation to opt out is frightening because we know why. It has to do with regulations, and he has made promises to big business you know, the coal industry, the gas, you know, and all these different um, uh, different firms that are just spewing out, like I said, with, the, with that um, clean air bill, too, like the lessening on that as well. So um, it, it's a little frightening. It really it, is. It is. But we'll see you what happens here. Mining is really essentially, as far as human labor, it's going out of the picture. I mean, the oh, but he said he's bringing it back. But what worries me is, is this is totally. That's also one of the reasons why uh, that uh, environmental bill with the wildlife, you know, protecting the wildlife and everything. Um, some of these these the uh, lessening of the regulations is so they can mine and bring mining back. But also, did you not? Uh, read and, and hear with some of these depositions being given that some of the promises made to the Ukraine would be because they really are still a coal-based society there. And one of the things was like, oh, yeah, we can get you more coal. <laughs> and I was just amazed how that came into it, too. <laughs> but you know what? It's not, it's not labor-intensive. It, no. It a skill. Uh, of a section, my family, on my father's side, were engaged in mining in Pennsylvania. My great great grandfather died in a mine accident. Right. Um, but they, they, the Times story showed that in one area, of, I guess it was, um, it wasn't West Virginia. I think it was Virginia for, for some strange reason. Right. The men are no longer working. The women in the town, this one particular mining town, they're working, but not in mines, in other other kind of other industries. And okay. That, that, you know, they pretty much today they blow the heads off mines, like strip mining. You know, which right, is out right. in Colorado. And I think they do that heavily in Virginia. I, I think this president is fooled the coal miner. 
first of all, it's a, 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 an industry that eventually will kill you, uh, either by coal dust or, or by uh, – you know, Oh, lungs. Uh, forget it. Your lungs, yeah. But we, we, uh, I don't, we're not focusing on the new industries, and that's what other nations are doing. China has yes. many coal mines. They're building coal mines, uh, rail, coal railroads and whatever, but right. in their own uh, their country, they've changed the way. I mean, the Belt and Road Project, they're going to help pollute a lot of other nations. Uh, but in their own nation, they see the uh, pollution, and um, they're going in a different direction. This guy is not learning, and I don't understand why well, people... Well, I, I don't think it's a matter of not learning. I think really doesn't care, because he has a mission, and it's private sector. It, and this is what people have to understand. You know, private sector is not public sector. You know, and, and uh, I think they need to look up the definition of what a politician is supposed to do. Um, what was I going to say to you? There was something related to, um, oh, the dams. When I started reading about the infrastructure with the dams and not maintaining them, it is the same exact thing as um, the power company in California that caused Paradise to just go up. Faulty equipment. And then we had mentioned that, Hercules, if you remember, on one of our other Four Elements programs. About in order not to have all the lawsuits against them, they declared bankruptcy, and and the public in in California is going to have to like help us prop them up with money. I mean, it was outrageous, and that and here comes something that is, you know, another hand in the glove with that, and that it says here at least 1,688 high hazard dams are in bad condition in 44 states. And this talks about a particular man, and this goes back to Florida, not Florida, I'm sorry, California, when people people were just running up to their doors, the uh, power plant people, the workers, saying, you have to get out now, the fire's like not far from you. Well, this man had two workers from a utility company knocking on the door saying, get out of your house, because the water was coming over the top of a nearby hydroelectric dam. Minutes later, the river just crashed through the dam, carrying, carrying ice chunks the size of cars. The house was washed away, and so was his body. Five minutes oh. notice with no warning ahead. And I thought there's supposed to be warning systems ahead for disasters. Obviously not. It's supposed to. I, uh, I used Facebook one night, and uh, there was a nasty fire coming to a section of uh, California. Right. And, um, Somehow I got on with Californians in that area. It wasn't par- mm-hmm. uh, Paradise. It was, uh, it was somewhere south of Los Angeles. And they had no clue. I mean, uh, they had... They, That's you know, frightening. It's frightening. Well, you know, thank God for the Open Records Act, because under the uh, state open records laws, all this information, which is not fake news, is available. So uh, they had an investigation by the Associated Press, and they press and found scores of dams nationwide that are even in worse condition. Um, they looked at the data and reports under the, the open records law, and they identified 1,688 high-hazard dams in poor and unsatisfactory condition last year in 14 states and Puerto Rico, and they said it's actually climbing and um, they're, they're really concerned because just think about this. If the dams 
break or they're you know they're they're not being maintained and they can't they're not adequate to hold the uh, water. What about all this intense rain we're getting? That you even need more protection. You know these things have to be given meet current safety standards, but obviously they're not being looked upon. I know they have a national inventory of dams database. So um, how are they being inspected? Are they inspected? Or are they subjective and not disclosed? So, uh, you know, it says here since 9-11, the U.S. government has cited national security grounds in refusing to include the condition of dams in its inventory. That's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And they said... A variety of problems, leaks that can indicate a dam is failing internally, unrepaired erosion from instances of overtopping, holes from burrowing animals, tree growth that, of course, destabilizes the dams with the roots, and spillways too small for a large flood. And they said Georgia led the nation with nearly 200 high-hazard dams. Wow. Wow. That's So, uh, you know, it's frightening. They said California actually is the best because they run the largest dam safety program, and they boosted the budget. Well, California did because in 2017 they had a dam spillway that just went berserk, and and I guess they had to meet the standards, and they put the money in it. But uh, the Association of State Dam Safety Officials estimate it would cost more than $70 billion to repair and modernize the nation's more than 90,000 dams. And most of the dams are privately owned. I thought that was interesting. That well, you know, I'm, I'm giving you a statistic, and it comes from the, uh, the agency that rate, uh, rates infrastructure in America. Right. And you're going to stop. The ACE estimates the U.S. needs to spend some $4.5 trillion by 2025 to fix the country's roads, bridges, dams, and other infrastructure. You know what Trump offered? $200 billion. Yeah. That's not, yeah. That's not going to solve any of our problems. No, uh, and I'm any- sure there will be areas, that the priority areas will be ones that are close to his golf courses. But, you know, again, we're talking talking subjectivity, and I'm not – Picking on him because you know what? This is true of most politicians in the sense that they worry about their constituency, the people in their area. All right, and that's why lobbying gets done is, is done the way it's done because they worry about that and how can we raise funds and take care of our area, not the whole country. Just I want to get voted in again, so I got to take care of my little area. Well, but, yeah. what do we got? get people out to vote for the things that you brought up and I think people have to be made more aware of short range goals and long range goals yes maybe you're paying your you don't have to pay a fee yeah that's what you accomplished with uh, the Atlantis project at least with water I like uh, that idea out uh, to vote and uh, I work the polls because I really believe in the voting and uh, we a 30% uh, turnout, which was good for our for an election. But they usually be- say it's one third. If you if it, that's good, yeah. you can get one third. Wow. So we've been that's getting one third for a couple of years now. 
but uh, it's not enough. More more people need to get no. involved. More make their voices heard. Well, you know, you know what I find is that you have the wrong people going out and voting, and, and what I mean by that is that people who are that want to stop people from doing good, I mean, they have particular biases or whatever, and. And they'll say, well, you know, we have to watch that these newer, younger people don't come in or this or that. And they'll go out in droves to prevent the being proactive right. for their cause, not for the good of all, their particular cause. And a lot of other people become very lackadaisical and say, ah, they're going to win no matter what. I, I don't need to go vote. And I saw that in a union election where we had a phenomenal union president. I mean phenomenal. And people became very lax. Oh, he always wins. You know, he'll do fine. And they didn't. This was a mail-in ballot because they could not ensure the uh, how legitimate it would be if they were being counted by hand. Isn't that mm. scary? Because that people, scary. unfortunately, sometimes you have people doing things for their friends, subjectivity versus objectivity. And uh, all of a sudden, votes are found, and this and that, or people are discouraged from voting. And this phenomenal union president lost by 27, no, 21 votes uh, to a total incompetent. And because people couldn't return an envelope. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Well, we know from our last election, 2016, the Mm. real winner was that or powerlessness or whatever because 60-something million people voted and 96 million people stayed home. The two right. parties, 30, 30 million apiece. What, right. How did that happen? And, you know, what a difference would it be? I mean, we could talk about elect, electoral college and everything else, but why aren't people interested in voting? And believe me, I have relatives that don't vote. I was on the ballot and they didn't vote for me. <laughs> Maybe they knew something. I didn't know. But, <laughs> Well, That's, I think, it's, you know, it's it's two things, twofold. You know, uh, well, it's actually threefold. One is apathy. Uh, let somebody else do it. Because it's even with all these causes we talk about. And I remember saying to people, just put an email if you don't want to write a letter. We even brought, we had a letter writing campaign to our, um, our different elected officials about certain causes, brought the stamps, brought the paper, had letters they can copy. I hate to tell you how many showed up. I hate to tell you, you know, because, oh, I'm busy. i got to go do this. i got to do that. Well, can't you make arrangements? Like, where are your priorities? Uh, again, that short-range goals versus long-range goals. Well, you know, in Sussex County, we had a state senator. I got along with him very well. He told me a lot of things that he wanted to do. His name was Senator Latell. He was a Republican right. in, in New Jersey uh, state legislature. He mm-hmm. wanted monitoring. He wanted to take cars off roads. You know when he died, you know what they gave him? A highway. He was never in favor of having a highway. I know, I know. <laughs> that is like a slap in the face. <laughs> and, and I wonder if it was done on purpose. <laughs> on that on that note, uh, we're approaching the end of the second part of our journey. Um, Bill's show is next. I know the New Jersey, and he has a guest, uh, Michael uh, Shapiro. Um, Wonderful. You might want to come oh, in on no. this. Mike Shapiro has 9 million papers, online papers, uh, in five states and 1 million in New Jersey. Wow. Uh, I'm going to ask him questions. I, 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 
I saw some crazy changes at the uh, Financial Times. Uh, you know that we know that our collective newspapers are now owned by the paper papers, and I guess right. they're online too. Are owned by one company, Gatehouse, which bought Gannett Papers, right, uh, right. the Daily Record, the Personal Record, the New Jersey Herald. Uh, I don't know who owns the Star Ledger, but the Bergen Record had 20 community papers, uh, right. like Suburban Trends and other papers. Uh, and they also have uh, papers in the South. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought Gannett was never going to be bought out because I thought it was the biggest. But uh, Mike right. has a different model. And it would be interested to get your views on that. Well, you know what? I have to actually get ready for tomorrow. I have like an insanity day. I have a, a neighbor of ours like going through a whole lot, and I'm making it my business to check up. He has no support system in terms of, um, you know, he lost his son and, mm. uh, you know, to heroin. And, and he also um, is, is going through chemo. So I'm trying to be a good neighbor. So I was kind of tied up there. Uh, because I felt it's my duty to um, to help each other out in a community, I and mean, he's a wonderful man. Um, so I didn't get the heroin. I have to get them done. I but in, I got involved with heroin, uh, not using it. I'm, 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 <laughs> I should hope I'm not. Taking, I'm taking uh, ABD for uh, uh, with CBD for <laughs> which has the uh, what do you call it? And it's, it's really marijuana without. Uh, TH is a THC. Right, right. I used to testify before the legislature, but I knew so many kids that died 20 years ago. And then the opioid damage, I would go up to the legislature. I didn't get along with Hal Wirtz, who was elected, uh, re-elected. Yes, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Useless. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. it's not your opinions. <laughs> it's mine. But right. I, I, I don't know why we have people... Uh, it's because we have people that don't vote in towns like Franklin, Ogdensburg, right. uh, some of the small towns. And these guys yeah. are in for debt. And they don't bring change. Uh, I, um, we really have nothing up there. We have no railroad. We've been talking about a. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not going into Michael's time, but we. No, not yet. Route, <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm going to play a, a song. So finish up your thought, and then it's to be continued. And. Uh, um, thank you, Astrid. You're awesome. Right. And you know what, Hercules? Somehow we have to find some time before that early December deadline to talk a little bit about health insurance because people make – there's some great articles I found in terms of Medicare, but even your regular insurance, what people should be looking for because it's an individual thing. And I know the premiums are a lot of money, but there's certain aspects as right. – uh, my one friend just found out in terms of what is allowable and what isn't, and guess what? It changes every year. So you and I will work on that, and um, you know, I have a few articles and things, points of interest to bring up that they real people need to do their research. We'll, we'll start this weekend, and uh, I, I'm definitely that. you and I will both look. <laughs> okay, Bill, it was a pleasure have talking and and having you uh, on our our show. And uh, Hercules, as always, I thank you for. Having having a platform so that all of this information can be out there and can people can become more informed and more than that, be action-driven. And I'm very honored uh, that we're working together. So be well, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Have a great night. You too. We're going to listen to Brand Kordorian's King of Dreams, and then we'll be back 
with Eye on Northern New Jersey with Bill Wademan, whose guest is Michael Shapiro. Yeah. 
And welcome back to the Elysium Project. We're on our third and last segment for the night. I am Northern New Jersey. The host is Bill Waitman. Greetings, Bill. How are you? I'm doing very good. Uh, I have some issues, but I'm doing okay. Um, well, I'm glad you're doing okay, and may the issues soon uh, pass. Um, Bill didn't call in yet, or Michael. I'm sorry, Michael hasn't called in yet. Oh, so uh, you and I can start, and he'll join us when he joins us. Okay, I was actually I was going to ask him four questions. Uh, basically, you know, is is the newspaper industry dying? Obviously, his is not uh, because he has nine million uh, subscribers. Uh, that is in, awesome. Five, five states, and and he has one million in our state. Um, matter of fact, I. Um, I, uh, Hercules, right now I'm in my daughter's house uh, because I'm having, I'm going to have some medical tests done. Um, but uh, I, I went to a meeting here tonight, and uh, and uh, it was it was a political meeting. Uh-huh. But he started, uh, Michael started up a new operation in the town of Wayne where my daughter lives, and uh, I I wrote a, a a letter to the editor to his paper. And uh, you know uh, she she lost the election, but uh, they're still counting votes. I don't understand. Uh, you yeah, know, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah okay, she, the provision she, ballots. So how could they yeah, declare they, a winner if they're still counting uh, votes? Yeah, so they haven't declared a winner yet. Uh, I mean, I I, wrote, I I got comments. I think people on Facebook or somebody saw it and they they put it in. And so I mean, he has wide I. He has wide circulation in this state, as I said, one million. Um, I, I've used him heavily. I, I wrote, wrote pieces on, as I was telling in the last segment, I was writing pieces on environment and other issues, and I used the tap into, uh, you know, a platform to uh, put them on. Uh, we have uh, two, I think, two in Sussex County, one in uh, – uh, Newton and one in Sparta. I think the editor is uh, uh, Jennifer Derricks is her name, but uh, they were printing a lot of the stuff. I wind up not being a candidate I, uh, uh, this year. I regret that. I want to meet that uh, Democratic chair they have up there. Or maybe, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe I, should have, I should have taken this. The senator never asked me to switch to a Republican, but uh, I think he would have backed me. Uh, <laughs> He unfortunately died too too young or too young or too quick. But mm. this paper industry, you know, the big question is, um, 
we, we, we have a paper now, a company that moved into New Jersey and has bought up the Bergen Record, your paper, your area paper, a lot of its subsidiaries. It has a lot of, you know, local, regional, like Ridgewood. They put out a, uh, a Ridgewood paper. Uh, Suburban Trends co- covers uh, towns like Butler and whatever. Matter of fact, they actually work for Suburban Trends. Um, and they're, um, they've been gobbled up again. So first it was the Daily Record, the Bergen Record, uh, the Asbury Park Press, and the uh, Atlantic City. These are the – they still print papers, although the record uh, was printing the New Jersey Herald for a while. Uh, they've, they're getting more and more on, online, like uh, Michael Shapiro's uh, papers. Um, I think that's the future of what we're going to get. I think that it will be all online papers. Uh, I'm yeah, everything is definitely dis- changing. Yeah, it's 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 an issue. Um, uh, I think Michael. I think I wish Michael would come on because he could. I wanted to ask him questions about how does one become like the editor of a paper? I guess he you, you, you purchase or pay a fee or something. But he's all over the state and he's moving into larger and larger areas. I know he's across the river in Pennsylvania. I know, and he I've seen stuff in in Florida, but uh, I I. I don't know about your reading habits, but when I was a kid, you know that we had five papers in the New York City area. I, uh-huh. I don't even remember the Journal American, the New York Times, uh, the New York Post, which was a different kind of paper then, um, and two, what am I? The Herald Tribune. And there were, I, do you remember that one? I think it's now published in Europe, or it comes out special. Uh, we have a Herald Tribune in Florida, but it also now it's no no relation to the original Herald Tribune. <laughs> But uh, we had our choice when I was a kid of reading, you know, uh, we, we would have newspaper day or something where we'd be required to read the, usually the Times or the Bergen mm-hmm. Record. Matter of fact, I got to, I delivered the Bergen Record at one time in the morning, and then it switched, and I delivered it in the afternoon, and I delivered a paper called the Hudson Dispatch, which I think is long gone. So I'm trying to tailor it to the issues, but the uh, – what I don't like about some of this, and he gives some, he gives freedom to his, uh, to his, to separate papers, is that um, I'm kind of I don't like reading the Bergen records and then going and reading the same story in the Daily Record. You know, do you catch what I'm saying? Um, yes, I do. I understand that. I mean, as a kid, we had all these newspapers. I was excited to read them. Uh, to be honest, all. I think we all had we had great newspapers in our New York uh, area. We had you have, I can't think of a paper on Long Island or something, but that was printing in Manhattan for a while too. You know what I'm uh, talking about? I can't uh, yes, think of I, can, I can't think of the name either. Or, you know, it's, it's I, right there on the tip of my tongue, but I can't I can't get it. I'm going to give it to you. Just I think I ate your, I didn't eat protogen for my memory today, but I think it was Newsday. Is that still around? Let me check while we're here. Newsday, New York Newsday. Yeah, uh, it was in the city. It made the move into the city to compete directly, but I think it gave up. I don't know why. Newsday, Long Island, New York City's news source. Newsday, yes, they have a website it's still there. around. Yes, yeah, still and there. Still, but I, I think that we're going to see a change uh, because I don't know how much printing any newspaper does. I think Michael's idea is easy. I, I, I don't know how easy it is. Uh, to tell you the truth, I wanted the one with Wayne. I wanted to do it here with my daughter. 
because she does write. Uh, she's a lawyer, but she does uh, real real estate ads for. Uh, and you're going to get a kick out of this. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, there's a paper called uh, There's Strauss Papers, and the woman uh-huh. in the Strauss. Uh, she has 20 or more of them. They're all over the place. Uh, they're in New York State. Uh, they run down somewhere near, not into your area, but they run somewhere down. And somehow she has a tie to the New York Post, which is strange. But her father, and I, uh, her father was R. Peter Strauss. Uh, did you listen to WMCA uh, radio when you were a kid? I, I must have. I was a big radio fan when I was a kid, and I used to listen to radio. You know, all the it, was time, an a- so. it was an AM dial, and uh, you know the, the, there was winds. Uh, they had the uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. The, the Beatles. Uh, everybody there was there was a Beatle guy on, on Wings. Uh, there was Murray K, I guess, on Wings. And then there was the crew on ABC. And then there was R. P., uh, R. Peter Strauss and his group. And I was always impressed about R. The Peter Strauss because no one, whatever form he had while he owned WMCA, he did editorials, and his editorials were dead on. I got to say that he was one per. I, I, I tried to bring up some things to Jeannie Strauss. I did get her on the phone once. I wanted to interview her. Maybe I'll try doing that because those 20 papers, are they carry a lot of weight, um, and, and especially in our area. We have four or five there, and then they're, in, they're across the border in Warwick and Elspite. But um, uh, he he had the voice to do um, to do editorials, news editorials, and they, they, they were pu- publicly sent, uh, you know, censored. And we don't have uh-huh. anything like that uh, any anymore. But um, I don't know. Uh, radio is changing dramatically. Uh, newspapers are changing. Obsol- uh, some some people say they may be obsolete. And I don't know the reading of. Uh, I think the last election. I think one of the problems is people don't read in our country. They get news from one or two net- networks. Uh, I know. Uh, Michael wouldn't appreciate this, I think, but I think that Fox has gone over the line. And um, in some cases, uh, I look at CNN today. Uh, they had a great broadcast on uh, on the uh, hearings today. Uh huh. One thing that yeah, I, I catch to... most of my news on uh, YouTube these days. You know, just uh, very very quick like bullets of what's going on, and uh, um, I, I watch like a few different perspectives to get a bigger picture. Well, I, watching these two guys today, uh, one is a Republican the, uh, uh, that was the ambassador. Uh, I was so impressed because this isn't about partisan. I'm changing a little no, bit. No, no, it's not. I think they're actually real heroes. And uh, I, I mean, because they're honest, they were so honest. People will disagree with us or disagree with me, but I was so, so impressed because this is what America needs. They need people to agree. I mean, there's something wrong going on here right. uh, with Ukraine. It was really a bad thing. I, there's no way in the world uh, Ukraine would interfere in our elections. That's so silly. And, uh, you know, the last uh, – it's, 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 I believe I, – I have to go over to the new school for social research. I don't know where she is now. But uh, Nina Khrushchev. You might have been around for Nikita Khrushchev. Uh, yeah, I remember Nikita Khrushchev. 
So I, I, I met her one day over at the new school. I don't know if it was my daughter. Uh, my daughter brought me, they filmed the show, um, Madam Secretary. It's filmed in New York City. <laughs> Somehow they got White House pictures and everything else. But I don't know if that was the time. But I ran into her because they put out a journal called the uh, World Policy Institute. I don't know if they still do at the new school. And the history of the new school, it was many of the original professors were Jewish emigres from Nazi Germany. Uh, so it's, 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 in the time, it's a very liberal. Some might be some radical school. I was actually accepted there. And now I, uh, yeah, I, I feel sorry that I didn't go. I kind of jipped myself. Uh, but they good a good experience, but uh, these guys were heroic, you know, in in an American sense. I was never a big, I wasn't crazy about John Wayne during the Vietnam War era, but I uh-huh. admired him as a kid. You know, I I would love his movies. I'm just babbling along. You came my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. But, You're doing uh, great. I admired seeing him, and you know, my dad would. Uh, he never drove. <laughs> he was a lousy driver. My mother drove, but uh, he would take me on the ferry to New York, and I would see those, uh, you know, John Wayne movies, The Alamo, and uh, all the rest. In college, we kind of berated him because he he got used a little bit. Um, but in hindsight, when I look back at presidents, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Nixon, Nixon's big fault. Uh, he created the EPA, which we were talking about. Uh, Nixon did a lot also for, you know, uh, national uh, forest. Uh, He lived in New Jersey. Did he live in New Jersey or his kids lived in New Jersey? I met his, uh, one of his son-in-laws at the uh, Foreign Policy Policy Association or no, the Center on Foreign Relations. Uh, I I wanted to keep in touch with foreign affairs and uh, he was a pretty, pretty decent guy. I think Nixon made a big mistake what he did. I, 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 he would have won the election anyway. I don't know why uh-huh. he did this. Sometime he was losing it. And I think, I think this gentleman is losing it in the White House. Uh, I'm not taking a partisan view on this. I'm trying to be fair. But when I look mm-hmm. at the spectrum, when I go to New York, and uh, both of those, they uh, found that they they inform government. They are lobbyists themselves, but they provide information. Uh, the, uh, the, sometimes, if you're three, I'll go with you over to take you to a meeting, uh, the Foreign Policy Association. Yeah, I would um, love that. I mean, you you'll meet dignitaries. Uh, I've met I've met thirty thirty leaders. I I don't know somebody. I came across somebody. Oh, I was uh, I met the Polish president a, a week before he died. Uh, in an airplane crash, and there's a lot of crazy mm-hmm. things going on in Poland. Uh, all of a sudden, what was left is now called right, uh, you know, the rightist, and the world seems all shook up. But I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, with the uh, the, the hearings, I watched CNN. I, I, I was looking for, uh, at home, I have that government station, C-SPAN, where they have two of the three stations. Sometimes I watch it. I don't have it when I'm over here. Over here, I'm trying to minimize, you know, uh, travel for the short term. But okay, uh, uh, I I don't know what's happened to this country. You know, uh, it was Theodore Roosevelt that really found that, uh, you know, the national parks, and this president really wants to dig them up. And uh, 
Franklin Roosevelt, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, is, is one of my real heroes. He was a Republican. Uh, he ran as an independent candidate for president, and he finished second. He met, got Theodore. He got Taft thrown out of the tub at the White House because they had to bring a special uh, tub to the White House for Taft. And Woodrow Wilson, uh, somebody that was from New Jersey, now he's, he seems to be belittled as a racist. Uh, but he was more of a, a guy for peace in his lifetime, and and literally he was the only we the only woman president we've ever actually had at this point was Woodrow Wilson's wife, because for two uh-huh. years she pretended to be his wife. I guess they sent the vice. I we can't recall who the vice president was, but uh, going back to Theodore Roosevelt uh, in World War One, he wanted to be sent to the front lines. I mean, he died literally uh, when the war ended. He wanted to be in the war again, and uh, Roosevelt, because he lost his son in uh, in World War One. And uh, we know that the teddy bear is named after him. I'm giving you all kinds of trivia. Yes, but yeah, I, you're 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 full of historical information. <laughs> so it's <laughs> worn a lot when uh, we talk. Is it, use, is it useful? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It I'm it's useful to get a bigger picture. Yeah, you know, I like having yeah. a bigger picture, and my studies are more toward the metaphysical and you know the mythical and things like that. So uh, it 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 helps me you know, fill out the puzzle of the world a little bit better inside my head. Well, I mean, he won a peace. Strangely, he was uh, he you know there history history now shows I believe that the the main that was sunk in 1898 uh, that wasn't done by Spain. A lot of people does, do not believe that was done by Spain. Um, so he went to that war. He went over there. He became a hero. And just a few years later, he was negotiating. He was watching Russia and Japan go to war. And uh, I believe he won the uh, peace prize for that. He, he played a great role. But he knew that we would eventually go to war with uh, Japan. Uh, and that was what, you know, the early, when he, when he won that Nobel Prize, it was the early 1900s. So mm-hmm. he was right on the back. Japan was building up. It uh, turned uh, westward. I just, I'm going to trivialize again. I just, um, I took my wife and I went to a movie. I'm a big movie fan. And uh, I don't usually go for war films, you know, um, all the shooting and everything. But I went because my father was in World, World War II. My grandfather was in World War I. Um, and I had relatives that were in the Civil War and the American Revolution. But, um um, many of them are coal miners. <laughs> one, uh-huh. one wound up mayor of uh, Washington D.C. But uh, the interesting thing is that um, the Midway. There's a movie out called The Midway, and uh, it goes through all the emotion of uh, Pearl Harbor, and uh, it was organized in a hurry. They, they had to do a lot of stealth because they literally had nothing left when Pearl Harbor was bombed. So they wound up hiding their ships. They had uh, three uh, three aircrafts, I think, the uh, Japanese. And by the way, in this era, I think aircraft carriers are uh, really a waste of time. Because they cost billions of dollars. And China now has the tools to sink them. So I don't know how good. I'm, I'm not a war fanatic. But that battle actually played early in the war, you know, 1942, I think it was. My father was 18. He was over there. I told my wife the other day that my grandfather took my father. He sailed on, I think, flat feet or something, and uh, he wound up in the Navy. But um, 
uh, it was an amazing movie. Uh, the way they recreated everything from Pearl Harbor, I've never. Uh, when you see it, if you see it, uh, I'm not a war. Like I said I've marched against wars, but um, that was one zany moment in American history that, that I think woke up this country. Um, and I, I returned to uh, Ukraine. Ukraine, the Russian sees two parts of it. Mm-hmm. When he when, um they're not in the, they're not in the EU. I don't understand that. They should be in uh, NATO. I believe they are. I think they're one of the few countries that pay, you know, their uh, their cost. I don't know what cost is based on because Germany gets uh, criticized, but they pay. They're second to the United States in funding uh, the uh, funding NATO. And NATO has been a piece. It's it's, it's it was really to contain Russia. Uh, the Soviet Union. I heard somebody today during the hearings, uh, some Republican talk about the Soviet, uh, the Soviet aspect of the Ukraine. I don't think, I don't think Ukraine is. It's a miracle they're, you know, that they're engaging war with Russia. I think if he turns his head and says, well, you know, he says the right words, Russia would go into there. Yeah. And they fought, uh, in World War Two. They they. They were happy that the Germans invaded them and freed them from Russia. Uh, Lenin and uh, uh, the guy after him uh, seized the Ukraine. And um, it's, it's, it's phenomenal that we're going through. We've gone through, I've gone through, you've gone through three impeachment trials. Uh, yeah. We've seen Nixon. Uh, I, th- I think in the end, I, they smart enough to take the codes, the nuclear codes away from them. Uh, because he was drinking heavily and he could overact. I wish, and, and we're finding out from these hearings, that a lot of people, uh, I'm waiting to read that book uh, anonymous, uh, by anonymously, uh, a warning. Yes, a warning. Yes, I, I heard about that. I'm looking forward to reading it as well. It's coming, it's coming out, out, out very soon, I think. Yeah. You know, Amazon or and the others, uh, they'll have it. Uh, I'm sure Barnes & Noble, I tried to get, when I had The Economist on, uh, a few a few weeks back, I was waiting for his book. Uh, and it took it came after we did the show. Um, Maurice Sabrin, I'm talking about. But I think I think it's in my family. My mother was a Republican. My father was a Democrat. I mean, he took me to meet Kennedy when I was ten years old. Yes, which that meant is awesome. I lived down the highway down from you. I, I think that my father had to take me to a, 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 take a New York bus to come back to Teaneck, New Jersey. Now, Teaneck is only uh, maybe two miles away, or three miles away. But uh, JFK was in the uh, armory, and uh, actually later the New York Nets uh, uh, used to play in that armory too for a while. But uh, it was a moment. I mean, it was this guy that was uh, – he had so much – I was in the sixth grade, or maybe it was older than that, probably fifth or sixth grade, and um, he had so much charisma. And uh, but he was all together, you know. We don't know what he could have accomplished. I, th- I think he should have taken, you know, uh, maybe more active role in the Cuban before the Cuban Missile Crisis with uh, Castro. But I think today, if he was around, he would have um, he would have made some kind of. Uh, uh, like Obama did, he opened uh, Cuba up to us for a while. I was supposed to go on a ship to see Cuba, 
you know, sail around the island and hit Haiti and some other islands. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I was going to say I'm not sure of what's going on in the White House, but I'm a little relieved that there are people that seem to care. You know, these guys testify. They're not in the White House, but uh, they've heard conversations. There are people in the White House, and Anonymous talks about, uh, anonymously or whatever, uh, he or she talks about a mass insurrection in the White House where they're all going to quit. They they shouldn't have all quit because they maybe would have put the country at risk. But somehow somebody should be, somebody should stand up, certainly not Rudy Giuliani, and take the nuclear codes away from this guy. I, 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 there's too much craziness. The Kurds didn't have any real time. Uh, today he invites the uh, Turkish president. I, I think when I think of the Turkish president in history, I think of the Armenians in 1915. Yeah, the Greeks were, uh, were enough for about that. I got uh, emails from. Uh, um, several Greek organizations where you know they did not feel good about this visit. Yeah, I, that's right. Turkey and Greece have always had that problem, especially over Cyprus. And now I don't even feel uh, they did buy the Russian uh, Russian warning system. I guess it was, uh, and uh, you know the U.S. was complaining. But uh, it's sad that generals like Mathis and uh, the other guy left. Because they were right on the noggin. This guy has been firing people left and right. And this is not a, a quiz show. Uh, I don't – other administrations, you know, the State Department is ba- basically empty. Forget about the leadership. You know, Pompeo is re- thinking of running for the Senate. But all those desks that were filled by Republicans and Democrats and independents. I mean, today when I saw this guy testify, the uh, uh, J- Taylor, I realized mm-hmm. that this – Guy is an American hero. He's just like John McCain. You know, I, I uh, yesterday I just happened to put on. I wanted to see. I was home and I wanted to see John McCain's daughter. Uh, she kind of disappointed me because she got a little irrational, not in a right wing sense, but uh, she. Uh, I mean, I I think he's a true American hero. He did win the Pro, uh, Profiles and Courage Award. I mean, uh-huh. this guy. If he was alive today, I remember him standing during the Orange Revolution in the square in Ukraine, uh, whatever that city is in Ukraine. Um, uh, he would not have uh, – I don't think we should have went to war over uh, uh, Crimea and uh, the other aspects. He, the Russian fleet now has another outlet to the sea, plus the Arctic Sea, which is melting. That should, that should come up in one of our next environmental uh, climates, uh, how war is going to change because of uh, – uh, climate change, but um, uh, there's no Republican like him today. It's not about just politics. I was telling my wife uh, yesterday or the day before, John McCain running against Obama. He was asked that question by a Republican voter, a woman voter, about how nasty Obama was. I think it was kind of poised and raised his claims. But you know, if you look at the book Profiles and Courage. Half the people in that book, and I, I don't know if they've updated it, uh, Sorensen's dead, Kennedy's dead. I don't know if uh, the Kennedy daughter is doing it anymore. But half, another, yeah. half the people in the book didn't win, didn't win the thing that they were after. Sam Houston wanted to keep Texas out of the Civil War. They surrounded the, you know, they surrounded the Capitol, and uh, he walked out and didn't kill him. Uh, you know, t- uh, Taft, Robert Taft, 
not a favorite amongst union people. My father was one. Um, he's in the Profiles in Courage book, and he failed on something. I mean, it, it, Republican, Democrats, Whigs, whatever. Um, McCain, I, he lost that election primarily because he made that comment, uh, a fair comment about uh, uh, Obama. You know, it was a, and I don't know many people that would do that, that would throw, that would, and, you know, I'm talking about a real heroes now. Not the fact that he was a naval hero and he was beaten and he took beatings for other. Uh, I'm not, but still, uh, not so many people would do that. No, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And he took those beatings because he paid for them because his uh, father and I guess his grandfather were high up in, in the Navy. And, uh, right. And uh, I just don't understand the Republicans that know him aren't, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that, uh, uh, you know, they need maybe 20. I hopefully, Lisa Murkowski, I actually know. I've met her. Uh, she's from Alaska. And I know that um, all the people up there uh, got help to run against a fanatic uh, Tea Party candidate that came from California. She won last time. And somebody will be up against her next time. And, and hopefully in, in uh, Maine, uh, Senator uh, Col- uh, Collins goes back to the way she was. If they lose – I don't know what's going to happen if they lose this. Because in our lifetime, going back to uh, uh, the two prior, uh, two prior impeachments, uh, the, the, uh, the two houses were able to subpoena people, and they would come. There is no right. such thing as privilege. And uh, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know in my mind if, if Clinton should have been impeached. He should have been given a warning or something, something about this. Because uh, that was all for sex. That was a little, it's a little silly. Because uh, every president, I mean, FDR died in uh, Warm Springs, Arkansas, with his girlfriend, who I think was his wife's girlfriend. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I've heard stories. Uh, I don't know what the truth of them are, but I've heard stories too. <laughs> I mean, and there's so many, uh, you know, somebody, uh, a Democrat, Cleveland, am I saying it right? Cleveland, he had a, 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 he had a, I think he had a baby illegitimately. And he was a president of the United States. I think he's the only president that ran non-consecutive terms. I mean, I don't know uh-huh. if you go back that far, but he skipped a term and he came back and he won again. Uh, uh, Democrats have always been victims of, uh, uh, voting issues, uh, the, you know, there was an uh, election. Uh, I can't remember who won. Uh, I think it was Harris. I don't know who it was. There's been a couple uh, like this, the one in uh, 1916 with Trump, where the Democrat lost the votes. Uh, actually had the most votes, but the Electoral College killed them off. But uh, that's what really bothers me. Watching, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the, the Republicans invaded the um, – uh, the hearings. There happened to be 48 Republicans in there, although some of them came out of the room and joined the run to say it wasn't, uh, uh, this was uh, crazy, they aligned with the president. But this guy is going around the world. I mean, NATO, you don't have to be a war Nick, uh, but I think Obama's right on the money, except I said this to you before, uh, and I think McCain would agree with this. I don't think NATO will exist. I, I mean, they, some of these countries like Hungary have real right-wing, which we used to call communist, uh, uh, you know, nations. They're, they're 
although Hungary has come up with a way for a right-wing government to come up with health care for everybody, the program that we're talking about really? here. Really? Wow. I yes, didn't know that. They, uh, and that's never happened with a fanatical right-wing government, but they just did it. Um, and we're struggling here with that. I don't know. In my mind, I don't know if we, at, at this point, we can really afford Medicare for all. Because I think these, the last, the tax giveaways are going to come back to haunt us, and debt is becoming a major issue. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And, I, and, and I'm going way all over the stream, but I don't understand how two additional billionaires uh, entering the Democratic race can actually help. I mean, I like Michael Bloomberg. I saw that he did some wonderful work in the Virgin Islands while Puerto Rico got nothing. Um, he's, a great guy. he's a great guy. Uh, he's a little old, like uh, 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 Biden, but aren't we going? Uh, are the Democrats going crazy? These, the guy from Boston, another rich man. Does it always have to be a rich guy that wins? I mean, that's, 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 that's a topic for another day. And my wife and I had have uh, several discussions uh, uh, about that <laughs> and about uh, what what is the message that's uh, being sent continuously. You know, the the message is, is that if you have money. Uh, you can earn that seat, and that if you earn that seat or if you support that seat, uh, laws don't apply to you <laughs> like they do to most uh, other people. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's something that uh, we, we can touch on another day. We're almost out of time already. It was great, uh, you know, uh, we had all this time to catch up, and uh, even though we went uh, hither and yon, uh, we covered a lot of territory and uh, gave people a lot to think about. I know you gave me a lot to think about, so thank you. Can I ask you one question? Sure. Do you think Michael Shapiro uh, maybe listened to some of it? Because I, I know he sponsored an event for Trump in Atlantic City. Do you think maybe he listened and he decided not to come on? I don't know him, I, and I don't know how strong his politics are. Uh, you and I are pretty, you know, we have people on, like Chauncey Brown, you told me he's coming on next week. Uh, and he's a Trump supporter, and we get we both get along, you know, very well with him. So, um, you know, I, I really don't know, uh, you know, what uh, the, the problem was. Um, I'll look at if he sent me, uh, you know, I, I, the other guy uh, it happened with. Uh, uh, I really wanted her to do that political thing today because I wanted to talk to that chair, uh, giving suggestions because I think it's been going in the wrong. We haven't really elected. We elected one African American. That's the only guy we've elected in, in probably 30 years. And wow. uh, I shot in 1993. Uh, that, that guy just ran for mayor of uh, one of our largest towns. He won. Um, but uh, I, I got to find out because there's no re I mean, he was high on coming on. So I don't, I, I'm really shocked uh, that it happened. Well, we'll, we'll find out. It was a yeah. pleasure. You had three shows anyway. I had never done. What did we do? Two hours of radio. Yeah, we did two two straight hours on three different shows. So that's a good thing. And uh, again, uh, everyone had uh, perspective and lots of uh, resources and suggestions and uh, things to look up. So uh, I'll be busy for while sharing uh, this as much as possible. And like with Astrid. Uh, if you have things that you'd like me to share, including the things you write for the paper, are they available online? Like I, I could definitely put links up to them. I, I, I have something coming out tomorrow. It's not a, an environmental issue. I hope it comes out tomorrow. 
But yeah, I, I have an environmental site now. I invited you to it. So anything you write on the environment, I'll, glad, I'll gladly post it there. I I, I did win nomina- uh, endorsements, no money, from the environmental club. And uh, from some guy named Pasenak. He's something else. He's one of the other environmental things. Um, uh, I know Greg Gorman because I brought him to Hilda's uh, school when she was teaching. And uh, they came with four people. And that was a good – I thought that was like a teach-in. You remember during the uh, Vietnam we had teach-ins? I think we need oh, teach-ins. Yes, I, I think the college kids today have it. But uh, I was really excited. Uh, I was impressed uh, with all the resources that she ch- – you know, she sent me 100 emails. I can't keep up with her. Yeah, Astrid is awesome. She sends me a lot of emails too. Uh, they're going to cut us off. Uh, so thank you again, Bill, and um, have an awesome day, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. You too. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. (laughs) 